It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the podcast. The Jerry Recco is off today. He'll be back tomorrow. So today I have Eddie Scazzeri with me. Hello, podcast people. Eddie, I uh, on uh, I think it was Friday. I went to dinner at a place called Rooney's in Long Branch. Okay, and a gentleman who runs Rooney's, John, came up to me. He listens to the podcast and he listens to uh, the warm up show. It was, uh, it was very nice. Uh, he was very involved. He knew. That he asked if the jeans I was wearing was the jeans I researched. Like he's he listens. He's a all lot. in. He's all in. But he said to me. That Jerry Rucco is very secretive. This is what he said. He said, Jerry will not reveal names of things or places he goes. Mm-hmm. Do you find that to be true? Like, he'll say, Jerry, like, I'll say, I went to Rooney's restaurant in Long right. Ranch, where Jerry will say, I was at a restaurant. Yes. You, you're you more, you know, you don't do it, like, you won't say, I went to this restaurant and name it, and it sucked. You don't do that. Right. Uh, you know, you anonymously attack them on Yelp under Correct. false names. But Jerry, even positive or negative, he doesn't say because I'm not going to say the name of the place. He he is correct in that. I've picked up on that as well. You have. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. But I I do notice that. Yes. And I had a lot of people reach out later or l- late last week. Jerry was mentioning about an antenna that he purchased for his TV to mm-hmm. get the over the air signals yes. two four five seven eleven. And uh, again, he didn't reveal the name of the antenna. Although this, I that time I think it was because he didn't remember. And that he, could have been. And he but, was going to tell me what it is. But again, like this John at Rooney says, seems secretive. Yeah, and he says a lot. Well, you know, a lot. Maybe once every, you know, or once a week. Yeah. Once every other. I'll, I'll tell you off the air or I'll tell you. Oh, whatever. is that right? Yeah, he says that. No, I never picked up on that. So when John uh-huh. was telling I was like, mm, I'm not he is, sure. He is right on. He, hmm. And he knows. He's a listener. That's what and I'm was saying. Was this your first time at Rooney's? No, I've been a number of times. Okay. It's a very solid spot in Long Branch. And, and this is the first time that this guy has approached yes. you? Yes. Okay. And he bought me a uh, key, a slice of key lime pie for Gina and I to which, share. Which was probably not Bobby approved. No. And he also bought my beer that I ordered. So I was which nice Was John. Bobby approved? No, beer is also oh, not. I got okay. a local Asbury Ale. Here's what I like about Long Branch is a weird... Down the shore place for people mm-hmm. that might be venturing down the Jersey Shore for the holidays or for any the summer. The the reason why I picked this place initially was they have a parking lot, and Long Branch is one of these places where you got to put your car in a lot and ch- they charge you. Mm-hmm. This place has their own restaurant, or their own lot for the restaurant, and also it's one of these places where you pick your fish, you pick the way it is to be. Uh, prepared, you pick your side items. You know what I mean? There's not... Well, you build your own meal. Yeah, it's like a build-your-own-meal section, which I like. Nice. And then they have other things, but... 
That, and I was very impressed by the ice-cold uh, beer mugs that they have, the frosted mugs. They're, like, legitimately... Like, generally with frost on Oh, yeah. Where it almost hurts your hand when you grip yeah. it the first time. Like, I want my beer to be so cold. Like, like my hand is going to stick to it. It's yes. going to be painful. Absolutely. I understand. Uh, so, that was... That's that place. So, I, I do like going there. And the parking lot, I know, is a big deal for you. Oh, yeah. And it's a big parking lot. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the water. Like, it's just it's a beautiful place. Yeah, parking lot and right on the water. Yeah. It must be like it must have been there for a while, maybe. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was anything other or than this. Or they took this. over the lot of an older place. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it is. Uh, it's near this place called uh, Pier Village mm-hmm. in Long Branch, which is like uh, condos, and then they also have all these shops. But a lot of teenagers show up there ah, unannounced. No good. You know where they do this pop up parties um, where teenagers just I, take I've over a heard beach. Of it. I've never witnessed it. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've seen videos. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Now, is punks? Uh, am I remembering from you know years ago when I was young? Was, did Long Branch have like a haunted situation, haunted mansion thing? Or yeah, that like sounds that? very familiar. It does. I don't know if it was destroyed with, by fire or by. Sandy. That also sounds okay. familiar by fire. All right. Okay. So Which that is the place. Has to make you area. think. Was the haunted aspect what caused the fire? Huh. Or insurance and arson <laughs> could be either of the two just either, saying which either, is more likely either actual ghosts or arson yeah i'd have to google that to see when that was yeah and what happened mm-hmm. a couple other things came up one i'm going to bring this up to you because i think you'd be a good judge of this okay and i don't know how gina and i got on this conversation already but because she thinks i have a very strange preoccupation with pooping and people who poop and pooping etiquette and that sort of thing. Okay, so not just for yourself and your own pooping, but other people. Yeah, like public bathrooms. Okay. She thinks I have a very weird intrigue about it. And I brought up to her how I find it strange. Oh, I'll tell you how it came up. Mm -hmm. I had a poop in my house. Okay. When I went in the bathroom. I then, when I was done, I shut the door. And I lit a candle. Okay. Okay. Now, she needed to use the bathroom. And instead of going upstairs to the second bathroom, she goes to use that bathroom. I go, no, you know I've shut that door. Right. Because I don't want you going in there. Right, of course, yes. So she goes, oh, who cares? You know, you have such a weird preoccupation. I go, this is, I go, what you just did there? I go, it's like a WFAN. I go... I go in there to pee. I'm going to be in and out in 30 seconds. Pee, wash my hands, I'm mm-hmm. gone. For some strange reason, people that are pooping in the bathroom, they will come out of the stall when I'm still in there. Right, even though you, they know it's going to be a short time situation. Right. Like at literally what? At most from walking in to walking out. I mean, a long time could be what, 90 seconds? That'd be a really long time. Right. Including I, the washing up and the whole thing. Yeah. And I said, if I have that unfortunate situation where I have to poop at work, I will wait until the coast is clear before Correct. I come out. Yep, me because too. Because it just feels awkward. Uh, yes. And, and not only that, yeah. if I have to go in, and hopefully it's not urgent or else you have no choice Yes. Sometimes. If there's someone in there, either at the sink <laughs> or at the... You know, I will then just go fake number one. Right. Or actual number one if I can. Yes. 
and then leave without doing the number Correct. two. Correct. Yes, do the you, same thing. Or you go in pretending you had to just wash your Correct. hands. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Because she thought, she goes, no one else is that, cares that much about, she's like, everybody poops. Yes. Nobody else is thinking uh, yeah, about I that do, at work. Kinda, I don't know. I'm with you on that. Like, I have less of a problem. You will try not to poop at work. Yes. Like, I have less of a problem than you pooping. Like, it's not ideal, but I don't, I don't like, you know, I don't worry about it as much. Where you really has to be an emergency yeah. situation. For me, it does not. It just has to be, you know, I have to go. Yeah. So I have no, I have no issue with that. But those other etiquette or perceived by us etiquette situations, I, I have the same thought. You do? Okay, good. So it's not and just And also, me. like, if I have, like, guests over the house... I'm going to, if I have to go number two, I ha- I'm going to my upstairs. Oh, for sure. Bathroom. I'm not going to. Yeah. No, your situation is a little different, but, you know, you're, you know, she knows with the thing and the door closed, right. just use the other one. Yeah, use know. the other bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a party one time at my friend Steve's house, and he had a bathroom right off the kitchen, and then there were other bathrooms throughout the house, and somebody dropped a bomb in that bathroom. <laughs> And I'm like, what? I would actually, I would go up to the homeowners and go, I really need to use the bathroom. May I use the one upstairs? You know, if it felt awkward to go upstairs. Right. It, rather it, than it, use it, a bathroom. And right. it was like, but maybe not the one if they only had one in their own bedroom. But usually the, yeah. there's two upstairs, usually. Yeah. No, yeah. This was like a nice size house. Right. That I'm sure they had more than one bathroom upstairs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's just. Yeah. Very strange. And when we went on vacation last year up to New Hampshire, we stayed in a cabin with a, a, a couple of friends of ours. One bathroom. Ooh. But I knew that. So I got some Febreze, you know, as okay. part of the stocking up of stuff for the for the for the cabin situation. Okay. And this one the Febreze Ocean. Very impressed and pleased with And you this. just sprayed it in the air? Or they have the they have an air freshener. No, no, it's a, you just spray it. It's a spray. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, it did a good job. Really? What's yeah. it called? Which is the Febreze scent? Ocean, Ocean? I believe is the scent. Yeah. Um, I w- I was impressed. I did. Have you used that poo-pourri stuff? No. What is that? Now? That's the stuff where you are supposed to spray it uh, in the, on the water the water in the bowl. You spray it. Uh huh. Before pooping, and it somehow creates a barrier. Where yeah, you can't it creates get a barrier, and so that works. Have it works pretty it? good. I have used it. Okay, I did use it when I first started dating Gina. Okay, I would use it, and because uh, we got them here at work for free many years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember Is taking it like them. a drop of like oil. No, or? it was just it's it's a spray, but a spray I guess it's oily. It where okay. it, where it, it coats the the surface of the water. It doesn't work perfect. Well, yes, depending on the veracity of your of your poop yeah yeah because your actual butt will also smell when you first go to the bathroom mm-hmm. so that's still hanging around out there well yeah it's above the barrier. it's above the barrier right and then and I, I know you've experienced this yeah like there are times when you walk into this bathroom and not only is the odor sometimes you can actually feel heat <laughs> <laughs> Am I right about that? Yes. There's like there's a there's a heat involved yeah. in some really powerful yeah. situations. There have been times I can recall a couple of individuals whose yes. names I will not use. Yes. Who have really like wowzers mm-hmm. blown up the place. Yes. 
Celebratory just... cream pie. <laughs> that was one, yes. Yeah, celebratory yeah. cream pie. Something crazy must have gone down. Mm-hmm. But it happened... As they say, it happens to us all. And there's a book even. Everyone poops. Everyone poops, right. But Gina was like adamant about that I am, there's something wrong with me for being so locked in on bathroom etiquette and pooping and all these things. Yeah, well, I mean. That something must have happened to me as a child, she said. Or, or, you know, I, I don't know. Or just maybe you are more sensitive or polite or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. And I would say there's at least a, at least a quarter of the population kind of has our mindset. Yeah, I would think Maybe so. Maybe not the majority, or at least in this country, I, w- I would guess. You know, there's just certain things, and some people are more comfortable with stuff than others. But like, yeah. I, I never wanted to do farts as human. No, exactly. Like I, in front of my friends, I would never Correct. fart. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with you on that. And my friends never did that. Like yeah. the, my friends I hung out with were never guys that would just fart. Yeah. I mean, like, like, on at work as a very younger child, perhaps you go through that stage, I suppose. But uh, no, nothing that ever really uh, I thought was uh, comical after a certain age. Right. Some people love a good fart fart stuff. They do. Some people we work with love to do farts uh, still. Yes, they do. Right. We'll walk in and and let one go and leave the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. That happens. Not for me. Another observation that I've been having over and over again, and I finally thought, uh, let me take to Twitter and see if someone has an explanation. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I did not get a good enough explanation. Okay. Perhaps you know. This concerns restaurants, stores, anywhere where there's not an automatic door. Like okay. you go to Target, it's automatic doors. Supermarkets, super- yeah. But like if you go to a restaurant or if you go to... Uh, uh, you know, a non-automatic door situation. Oftentimes, there is a double door, right, to to get in and mm-hmm. out of a, out of a place. So let's say I'm talking about locations that have one door in and one door out, but it's a double door. There's a handle on the right. There's a handle on the left. Uh-huh. More often than not, only one of those doors is unlocked. Yes, and I cannot figure out why. Yeah. Why do the businesses not open both doors? Yeah, that is, yeah. I, I guess maybe if it's, um, depending on the volume they receive, they might decide to just have only one open. Maybe it's an air conditioning or heating efficiency situation. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have a good explanation, but. Yeah, nor did a lot of people on Twitter. Well, of course, I even took a picture of a door. Mm-hmm. To, to illustrate my point, and still people were thinking I meant these doors here are unlocked and the doors on the side of the building are no, not. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean a double door where, where only one is where unlocked. you could even clearly, if you wanted to, as the business owner, label one in and out. You yeah. Know, but yes, right. I, I've noticed that too, that there's one is locked. Because the we've been, uh, we know like, Normally, if you're approaching a, door, a double door and you're going in, you would open it on the right. Mm-hmm. And then when you're leaving, you would also open on the right, which would be the other door. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, when you go to leave, or I do, I always hit the wrong door. Yes. Because only one door is open for Correct. no real reason. Right. Now, your situation about electricity and uh, with the heating and cooling, that, that maybe. That might be a plausible explanation. Yeah. I, I But I, I don't really... 
I don't have a, a good answer for you. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to ask to the store owners. Yeah, I asked to Twitter asking, saying, if you are in this sort of business and you're someone who opens and closes stores and you do this, why are we doing this? Right. I didn't really get a good enough answer. Mm-hmm. Other than some people said, oh, it's to control the flow of people in so everyone's not coming through, I guess, a large amount of people at once, but that... It doesn't make sense either. It doesn't make sense. Then I also had other people tell me that in those situations, it is illegal to keep one of those doors locked for... I'm sure, for fire codes. Fire code. I believe that. I almost asked the person, people who were working at uh, the the place I went yesterday, Finn's. Mm-hmm. I went to a place called Finn's. It was like a... It's sort of like a... Not fast food, but fast food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost went back in and asked, but I didn't want to embarrass Gina. I was going right. to say, well, what's... Well, this is what are the, we doing here? sounds like a new obsession. <laughs> now, this is something you do obsess over. You, <laughs> this is like something. Like the genes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maybe hey, I start asking. Right. That's something, hey, your, your week is planned out now. <laughs> <laughs> Research and complaints and that whole thing. Yes. Because there's uh, all the time, I guess I'll ask for the manager in every place I, I enter like that. Yeah. I'll just say, hi, may I speak with just, the manager? Yeah, just curious. I'm just curious. Because I, you're not the. I'll be like, I don't want to put them on the spot. I'm saying I'm just curious because you're not the only one who does this. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering what the reasoning is for not if opening both doors. Yeah, I yeah. I'm gonna open a business with both doors open. Right. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what you're gonna. That'll be the name of the business. Both yeah. doors open. Both doors open. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever get this coffee shop, I always yes. think about getting when I uh, retire. Right. Both doors are gonna be open. Nice. Unless I find out the real reason. Right. Saves like, have they done studies where this saves like 50% electricity? Yeah, then maybe. I, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe, maybe when both are of like, you have those simultaneous people coming in and out at the same time, maybe yeah. it just sucks too much, you know, cold air out or hot air. What I, I don't know, but it probably also, depending on your occupancy, it might be a fire code violation. Yeah. I bet it is five. Well, I'm gonna bring that up. It might all. It might always be because people are assuming, and especially in a panic situation, like why wouldn't this door be open? Right. And imagine all these. There's a fire. All these people. Boom. They pile right. in and, and it's, smack. And, and most of these places aren't sophisticated enough to where when the fire alarm goes off, the door unlocks automatically. No. No. This, they get this got a bolt. That they yes. Have to take out. It does remind me. Did you used to uh, read the Far Side comics? Oh yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember the 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 one? It was a. Uh, school for the gifted and there was a door to get in and it said a pole and the kid was pushing yeah, <laughs> pushing on <right>. yeah <laughs> kind of reminds me of that because mm-hmm. we've done that too where it says pole but you're you it looks like a push door oh yes and you just whoosh, right yeah, and one it. of ours actually has a like pictures of people pulling and pushing and i still screw that up <laughs> Oh, the one, yeah, the one by yeah. Boomer's office. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah, to yeah. get into that area. Yes, it says the word and it has a little picture. Yeah, but no, still, but still, our brain is working uh-huh. ahead of the other thing first. Yes. Hmm. All right, I think I've covered everything. So we've right. covered uh, Jerry is secretive. You've confirmed. Yep, correct. Uh, coming out of the bathroom. Yes, you're with me. If you are the person pooping, you should wait until the right. urinator leaves. Right. Uh, and then the doors at restaurants, it is puzzling, but I will get to the bottom of it. You will, because now this is uh, the new obsession right. for this week. Uh, right. I have a, I did receive a pair of jeans in the mail, which I 
I'm doing my genes experiment where mm-hmm. I receive genes and then I decide which right, ones right, I right. want and send the others I thought back. you were getting four at once. I was getting four at once. And then, so I, I was going to order from four different companies. Okay. Two of those companies had so many choices that looked the same on the website that it was too overwhelming and I they're right, out. They're out. So now I really just ordered from two. I got one pair in yesterday. Uh, they I like them, but I want to see the second pair, which I believe comes today, to see if they're too similar that I get rid of, bring, send one back, and which one wins. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it's been for years. Levi's 505 straight leg regular fit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. You Once you find something you like, yeah, you stick with it. I yeah. wanted to change it up for whatever reason. It oh, is, hey. And it's been going uh, sideways. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? I do. All right, let's do the warm-up program. I did that with CeeLo. Mm-hmm. Now, tomorrow, uh, CeeLo will also have the warm-up show. Yes. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. As Jerry is in for Boomer, that is who's correct. in Vegas. Yes. But then Jerry will do the post-game podcast with him. He will. All right. Until then, see so- What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't well, suck. Well, good morning to you and a happy Monday. My name is Al Dukes. Jerry's not here today. Jerry uh, is out, so Mr. Chris Lopresti, we call him CeeLo, is here. Good morning, CeeLo. What's up, Al? It's been a while. I probably should have trotted in at some point over the last hour or so to let Pat Boyle know that I was in for Jerry's. Very nice of him to promote this program. But That's uh, fine. here we are. You know? That is fine. Uh, Jerry is uh, with his uh, one of his sons played in the Ripken Little League down there in uh, Baltimore. Uh, Aberdeen, I believe, specifically. Yes. Aberdeen is what? Maryland. Oh, okay, because yeah. there's Aberdeen, New Jersey, which is actually right near where Jerry Correct. lives. Correct. Yeah, no, not he did not take off for a, a tournament in Aberdeen, New Jersey. Got though. it. I, yeah, that's a good point, though. Yeah. Yes. And his son threw a no-hitter. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. He threw a no-hitter, I believe, Saturday. I saw this on Jerry's Instagram. Really? Yes. How about that? That's pretty cool. That's a no-hitter. That counts. Now I'd be very excited. I never did anything in Little League, like nothing. I never had. Well, well you actually, were a late bloomer, Al. I was a late be bloomer. Honest. Yeah, actually, that's not true. I did have one time a really lucky bases loaded triple. Wow! Off of a one of the dominant pitchers. Now in our was league. this a situation where, like the outfield, you you hit like sort of a a blooper and the outfielder no. laid out and it went past. This him? was a situation where I sucked for many years. <laughs> 
this kid who was pitching was stud, stud, all star, all star. Yeah, yeah. I got a lucky swing of the bat. I hit the fence with the bases wow. loaded, cleared the bat. Close your eyes. Yeah. Found the barrel. And Absolutely. Away we go. The velocity, the yeah. pitch did the rest of the work. So I did have one great moment, but the pitch no hitter in the little league is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That would have been better if the kid threw a perfect game. Now, I don't know what his problem was. Yeah. Well, this also wasn't, I know you're talking about your experience, yeah. but for Jerry's kids, not literally. This is like a big travel tournament down south there. So much so that Jerry took the day off. Well, you know, coming back from a weekend on the yeah. field in Maryland. I mean, I understand it's within driving distance and his travel uh, travails over the years have taken him through much more difficult situations, but yeah. you got the days. So I'm, gonna, so I'm going to have you here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's right, yeah. Because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, while Jerry is here, Boomer will be out. That's correct. He's going to Vegas for CBS. They're overseeing something with the Super Bowl coverage. Overseeing something? Yes. Okay. Boomer's going to be scouting locations for the the morning show to uh, do our shows oh, live. Oh, a little uh, reconnaissance for Boomer this they week. They must All be right. having him taping promos and stuff like That's that. That's pretty cool. All like right. Boomer Very and nice. Phil Sims sitting at like a, a, a jackpot the casino type of yeah, thing. Yeah, blackjack table. Blackjack tables, sure. that Perhaps. sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Uh, good news, though, CeeLo. You know, sports radio is built on complaints. We complain about a lot of things. <laughs> we complain about yeah. losses. We complain about pitching, the lack of hit. I got to tell you, there's really not much to complain about from this past weekend. Yeah. Local baseball. Well, then would you agree or disagree? I would agree, except then that's bad news. If we, if we thrive on complaints, yeah, we do. It's not a lot to complain but about. But I'm saying it's nice every once in a while. Yeah, a little to change have of pace. Nice things to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. Baseball fact, locals haven't lost collectively since. Thursday, I think. Or maybe I know the Wednesday, Mets are Wednesday. on a five-game winning streak. Yes. The Yankees swept the Reds. Four for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and even yesterday morning, the setup was I was I like to go through the news in the morning, mm. and I see Verlander and Scherzer back-to-back at a doubleheader. That had trouble written all over it. Why do you say that? And I just, it looked like a, it looked like it could be a bad scene. It looked like it could be a bad yeah. scene. Their best two pitchers yes. lined up. It was like the first time in God knows how long. I think I saw first time two guys with 200 or more career wins started for the same team on the same day. Oh, is that right? Since the Yankees in 86 with Tommy John and the other names escaping oh. me. Point being, you don't it's get rare. that very often. It is rare. Yes. And the fact that they both... Pitched well. Yes, they did. I gotta tell you, the I was watching the uh, highlight package this morning for Game One with mm-hmm. Max Scherzer. Yeah. Do you know that in the four minute highlight package there wasn't one Max Scherzer pitch shown? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was like oh, it was the uh, it was the Mets offense, and then it was relievers. They didn't show one. Well, yes, because you had a little seesaw. The Guardians uh, got to uh, Adam Montevito and David Robertson, and the Mets came right back. Yes. Yeah. So that's where it all focused on. All right. So they so cut out Max Scherzer. They cut out Max Scherzer. Well, I guess they figure it technically didn't. Fa- I mean, it didn't factor into the outcome. As I know, well, but right? it would have been nice to be like, "Hey, yeah, Max sure. Scherzer." It, would, it could have been, "Hey, look at the day Max Scherzer had." Yeah. Or, uh, "Hey, look at that burst callus on his thumb." Yeah, something. <laughs> right. Show me the burst callus on his thumb that we heard about. <laughs> He was busted wide open like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> By the way, I did get a text from Jerry last night. Oh, you did? About, I would say, a minute or two after the Mets' second game ended, the yeah. nightcap. He said, make sure you tell Al tomorrow. Doubleheader sweep, not always a split.
very rarely not mm. a split. I know it's very rare. We How got about a, that. We got a double header sweep. Mets took care of business. They sure did. You said it was lined up for trouble. Wasn't looking good. Scherzer and Verlander back to back. Oh, this isn't going to go well. Right, it what had all the potential. For Fourteen innings and one run. <laughs> That's right. That's what they did. So I look. I'm like, okay. So Max Scherzer. So he, yeah, six innings pitched, three hits, yeah. no runs. With the burst callus and all. Unbelievable. And, and then he complained about having a, a burst callus on eh, his thumb. Complained is strong. He's The guy's always got to mention something. I do agree with that. It is concerning to me that he can't seem to get through a single start without there's some sort of issue right. or I'm pitching through pain. Or but that's I, what I, I do. Yeah, I, I pitch through pain. Yeah. You know, this is expected. Yeah. Then I'm don't not, tell us. To be clear, Met fans, I'm not knocking him. It's more as I look down the road for the rest of the season. My right. concern is at some point something's going to get him and he's going to have to miss some time. Oh, again. for sure. And that's not what you want. That is not you what you want. It. But this uh, bu- busted up cal. I thought callus is the thing. The beauty of the callus was yeah. it was hard skin and didn't bust well, this open. Is, uh, mm. I get callus. As I chew them right Maybe, off. Maybe. I guess if it gets, I don't know. Rough and like I have eczema. Like you see, I've got these band aids on. Yeah. So my skin will crack essentially. And I could see where if that was on, you know, the pad of a finger. Yes. That you're using. That could be trouble. You know, and these guys got to spin the ball, right? Of course, with sticky stuff and everything. And yeah. He already got nailed for 10 game suspension. And you got to create that spin. And you yeah. got to burst callus on one of the pads of your fingers. In this case, the thumb. I could see where that could be problematic. When I uh, used to lift weights. Used to? Yeah, I, I don't really lift weights. You gotten anymore. away from that? Okay. Yeah. When I used to lift weights, I would get calluses on my, the bottoms of my fingers yeah. in the like, palms. Like where right, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I would just chew grip. them right off like a man. Chew them right yeah. off? Chew it right off. But then would you then have like exposed? No, I only chew enough. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm like an animal. Hopefully I, you're spitting that out. I keep it around on my teeth a little bit. And ah. Then, like a sunflower seed? Like a sunflower seed, yep. Jeez, you sound like the gold member in the third Austin Powers movie. Yeah. Eat his own skin. Get yeah, the skin yeah. box. So Save me from may, myself. May I suggest that for Max uh, Scherzer? <laughs> Actually, let's not suggest Shoe that. Shoe off Max. your own callus. Come on. <laughs> or go the uh, Jorge Pitch. Posada route. Remember what, what he, he used do? to do? No. No batting gloves. So in order to build up the, the, the callus and make sure, do you remember what, no. how, what he used to coat his hands with? No. How do I... Uh... Ah, this, I can say this word on yeah. there. Urine. His own urine. Is that true? Like you heard him say that? I believe somebody so, yeah. On the and internet. I'm not sure he was the only one that did that. I think that was a thing. He dipped his hands in his own urine? I don't urine. know if he dipped it. I'm not exactly sure what the process was, but that and then obviously pine tar during the game. Right. Yeah. Well, good thing it wasn't a pitcher. They'd be like, mm, this is sticky stuff. It's my own urine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is allowed under the rules. <laughs> Check them out. It's a natural. It's not a foreign substance. Yes. <laughs> then I was seeing uh, the Justin Verlander start. He gives up that home run first inning. The first inning. He's had the first inning bugaboo. He does. But other than that. There's so many great pitchers that have that first inning issue. Yeah, you got to settle in, man. You know? But shouldn't you be settled in as a Evidently great pitcher? Evidently not. But he gave up the one run, and that was it. Right. Went better than, and I saw, I'll give... Had tip tip the cap to Evan Roberts for this. What did he say? The homestand started with Verlander getting booed off the mound and ended with him coming off the mound to a standing ovation. That is cool. That's how you want to do it. Right and I there. appreciated him when he got booed off the mound. Him after the game going, yeah, I'd boo too. This, yeah. this was not what we were looking should for Should always here. be, for the most, always a strong. Usually should be the answer. Yeah. 
don't poke the bear. And I guess that's good with uh, having the veteran pitchers. They don't get razzled by getting booed eh, off the mound. Some might. Some do. No, I don't think I don't think that's an issue for him. He doesn't. He's pitched in enough big games. Accomplished Cy Young, World yeah. Series winner. Guy that wants the ball. Give me the ball. Take the ball. Right. Late yes. in his career, Tommy John. He could have just packed it in. He came back. Won another Cy Young. Competitor. World you're Series. Yeah. Okay. A dog, as they like to say around these parts. How about your uh, former Yankee player, Mr. Gary Sanchez, getting in the mix? Oh, God. This is all I need. Because, of course, when I saw that move late last week, I was just like, oh, great. Yeah, let's get him in there. Mr. 81 minor league at bats and 29 strikeouts and one home run. Let's get him in there. And there was a, whoa, he had an opt-out in his contract, so they had to. I'm like, okay, great. Guy's stiff. He's finished. Well. And he comes in, and he factors into the win. He yep. did. He had a nice yeah. sack fly. He'll probably go on like a home run tear now. Oh, it'd be so awesome. to answer all those, you know, cold takes exposed or old takes exposed yeah. or whatever. Cold takes exposed. Yep. Um, but here's the weird thing. So after the game, Max Scherzer, who he caught, yeah. had nice praise for him. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder, this is a weird, that's a, the, the pitcher catcher relationship is very weird the to battery. me. battery. Uh huh. Why is it weird? Because they act like the catcher is in charge. There is no way Gary Sanchez was in charge yesterday. I would no agree. Way. Yes. Right. I would agree. So yeah. then, why do why do we have to pretend that he's calling the game? I don't know. Maybe not so much the calling of the game, but the flow, the rhythm. To some extent, he controls that a little bit because they've got to kind of be on the same page. Like I get, it's a little different now with Pitchcom. So I don't know quite how all those dynamics work. Because the pitcher could always shake off the catcher. Yeah, but again, if he has to shake a lot, it can interrupt his his flow and his oh, rhythm. I see. You know, if it's just so, like, dude, no, that's not no, no, no. And especially with the pitch clock, right? If they're if he's having to take time to shake That makes sense. And that's where the pitch clock combined with pitch calm, it's it all I think that they've for the most part been able to neutralize those issues. Maybe not all the time. Yeah. But if they're not on the same page and they've got to spend a lot of plus mound visits or there's a limit on those. So remember you used to get if they weren't on the same page, catcher would call time or the pitcher would step off and tell the catcher to come out and let's have a chat about it. And you can't really do that anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. See, I learned. See, I'm going to tell you something. I learned something today. Cheers. That. Cheers, mate. Because even though the catcher calls the pitches, if they're not on the same page, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Gary Sanchez. Now, listen, no Mets or Yankees tonight. This is a weird... Dark night. A dark night. Yes. Uh, the, let's see, the Mets go to Chicago to play the Cubbies, Cubs. Yep. And the Yankees come back home for the Orioles. Oh, little Orioles in the Bronx. Oh, how about that? I did, I did not realize this. Yankees just finished off a stretch of 33 games in 34 days. Last five weeks, they had one day off. The Yankees. Correct. Which I guess explains why they gave Aaron Judge the day off Sunday. He gets yesterday. a double double dip. Yeah, they're off, then today. they're off today. Yeah, because that was weird. Because Aaron Judge had been on a tear. He's as hot as anyone in the game. But that normally you don't sit those guys, correct? Agreed. But when you look at the schedule that they've played, the fact that he had the stint on the IL, came back, has been killing it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go nuts. Plus, you know, you had the. The early start time yesterday on Peacock before noon. Peacock. Even Aaron Boone wanted no part. He got himself run before 12 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Peacock. (laughs) Yep. You get thrown out of the game. It's not even noon. (laughs) Now, to be fair, I understood why he got got thrown out. Well, let's discuss that on the other side of the break because I was a little confused by this. A little bit confused as to why he was arguing. Okay. 
I thought it seemed fairly obvious, but we can discuss that on the other All side. All right, let's discuss that on the other side, if you will. Now, coming up at 6 o'clock is Boomer and Geo. They will be here to discuss it all. Coming up on the, this program, we've got the little Yankees coming up on the next segment. Then I've got a couple of football notes. Ooh. I even got to have a couple of uh, golf notes. Wow. I was hoping I wanted to see how uh, up to date you were on the golf. Yeah. So look forward to that. And then I have a question about a Mike and the Mad Dog story that appeared over the weekend oh, as well. Okay. All of that on then Boomer and Geo at six. Foo Fighters, CeeLo. I like the the early sounds of it. Yeah. Come on. I'm probably moshed to this. No, you (laughs) are. This is good good tune. Uh, Jerry's not here today. Jerry uh, was with his son playing baseball down at Ripken. Yeah. Jerry will be back tomorrow while he'll be hosting in place of Mr. Boomer Esaias. How about that? Look forward to it. CeeLo with me today. Uh, the Foo Fighters did announce a new drummer, by the way. Uh, Taylor Hawkins passed away right, uh, uh, some time ago, and now they're going to go on tour. They have a new jum- uh, drummer, Josh Freeze. And what's his resume? I'll tell you, this is all you need to know, Celia. All right. This man toured with the replacements when they went on tour about nine years ago. All right. So he's got the chops. He's got the chops. This guy's played with everybody. He's, I mean, how could you not? You're joining the Foo Fighters. Yeah, no, this guy's... Dave Grohl's history as a drummer himself. Yeah, this guy's this guy is the guy. There was no doubt about it. I think Excellent. this guy's played with, like, Prince, and uh, the, right. he's played some with Bruce Springsteen in the studio. A legit touring. Oh, not just yeah. tour. Okay, studio as studio, well. Studio, right. touring. Accomplished. Very accomplished. Musician. Very nice. Absolutely. I'm a very big fan of his, so uh, good hey, good for you. Hey, good now, for you. let's talk about this Yankee situation, CeeLo. I said I was a little confused about Aaron Boone getting tossed before uh, 12 o'clock uh, even struck <laughs> yesterday. He got him. So I thought he was going to be excited for going uh, back to Cincinnati. He very well may have been, but listen, <laughs> he's got a team to manage. And uh, he gets tossed. Now, why did he get tossed? What was his argument? You really don't know. Well, I, I the think... highlights package didn't make no, that did. evident to you. Well, here's what it, here's what I saw. Okay, you, you saw, tell me what you saw. Then we right. go from there. All right. I saw a fly ball uh, heading towards uh, to right field, uh, going uh, foul. Yes. And I saw who was out there Jake in right Bowers. field. Jake Bowers. Jake Bowers goes in and he uh, hit touches the ball before it goes foul. It looks like right. Uh, but the but the ball was called foul. Correct. By the first base umpire. By the first base umpire. So then, upon further review, turns out the ball was touched in fair territory, fair ball, and they allowed uh, the runner on second to score? I forget now if it was first or second, but yes, allowing the runner to score. From the Reds. After the review, that is what set Boone off. And Boone's argument was what? That once you call foul ball and the play is dead on the field... You know, my outfield, the rest of the team, they stopped playing. So we don't have the ability to, you know, relay the ball in to attempt to get the runner out at home. I see. Yes. Now, it becomes a discretionary umpire's discretion. So I'm assuming they he looked at the video, see where the runner was, but there was still some question as to that. So he was clearly bothered that not only did they blow the call to begin with, which, yes, it technically worked in the Yankees' favor had the call stood. They called foul. It wasn't foul. But then they decided, yeah, we'll let the runner come on home, too. And that's what set him off. And he blew the gasket, and he started, you know, uh, who knows what he said initially. But yeah. once he got run, 
the ump even took his hat off. Yes. And they, yeah, yeah. I thought that was an aggressive get, move by the umpire. Yeah. yeah. Taking his that own hat little, off. It had a little old school feel to it. Yes. You know, like Earl Weaver used to get in there. Now, Boone didn't take the hat off, but the crew chief. Yes. Um, a bald fella. Brian, Brian O'Nora, I think. He looked like a veteran. Well, the crew chief always is. Oh, He's the veteran usually of the umpiring crew. Yeah. yeah. So they got, they got after each other pretty good. And the Reds manager. Cranky Sunday morning. The Reds manager got tossed Friday. Correct. This and what did he get tossed for? Oh, sticky stuff well, situation. And you know what? Uh, I, listen. This more, was Clark Schmidt. Yeah. The more this keeps happening, and I saw a Clark Schmidt explanation after. What did he, he said, say? I got nothing to hide. So, and I and I do understand. It'll, this will sound silly to you, but I, I, knowing a little bit about baseball equipment, I kind of get it. So, his what he was saying was his glove, all right? The inside of like the wrist where the wrist is has he called it fur. So a lot of, sometimes these gloves these days they have like a it's like that fake wool soft yeah or whatever you want to call it yeah. So his claim was that <laughs> between sweat and the rosin which he's a, allowed to use that the, that MLB provides same issue we had with Max Scherzer sweat and rosin sweat and rosin that. It, it basically had a buildup on his wrist where it was, like, black and sticky. So sweat, rosin, and fur. And the fur, right. <laughs> and it made a mark on his, not his not his pitching hand, his throwing wrist, on okay. his glove hand wrist. And that's what the umpires deemed needed to be washed off. And the umps were happy with that being washed off. I guess. He went in. There was a little delay. He cleaned it off. He came back out. And then once he was allowed to continue is when... The, what is it, David Bell? David Bell, yeah. You know, he Red's lost manager. it and was like, well, wait a second. And, and I and I understand it from his perspective. It's like you deemed there was there was something enough that you – and the same thing happened with Domingo Herman the first time yeah. when he wasn't ejected. Right. Whatever it was, a few days or a week before the Scherzer incident, um, except his, I think, was on – if I recall correctly, was on the throwing hand. So I don't know. All of a, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of red flags here with the Yankees and the stuff that's going on, but – I think David Cohn made this point. I think it was the night after that Herman got himself ejected. And I agree with this. Like, th- it's becoming one of these arbitrary situations. How much is too much? How much is not? Where on the body? Like, they've got to come up with some sort of. You're going to provide some sort of substance to the pitchers. Like, they have to figure out a way to sort of even the field. And I'm not right. saying it's easy. And I get it. At first, it probably worked. And as with anything else, Every team's looking for an edge. Oh, okay, they're providing us with the rise. Let's see how much we can get away with. Full well knowing they're going to get checked also, by the way. They're like a scientist. They're like, what if we mix rosin with my sweat and this fur in my glove? Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How do we use that to our advantage? Or if I put it on the back of my neck. Yeah. Isn't that, wasn't that what Herman did a couple years ago? I don't even remember. There's been so it was many either him instances or... with yeah. him now. It's enough. It one of the Yankee pitchers that had like stuff on the back of his no. neck. That was Michael Pineda. Oh, Pineda. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, Michael Pineda. Where's he at? Uh I don't even know. Where'd he go? Is he in the is he in the game anymore? This year? I probably bounced not. around a little bit. I have he not heard his name. Just Google Just it. Google, Google it. it. Yeah. Let's see. I did see uh, this. He spent uh, last year with the Tigers and he has no stats as of this year. No, I'm not sure he's not pitching good. in the minors or not. All right. Well, we hardly knew you, Michael right. Pineda. Yeah. Uh, now, the Yankees, uh, good news for you, CeeLo, being a Yankee fan. Aaron Hicks is gone. Yeah, and, you know, Does interesting. Does that mean gone for good or? Well, designated for assignment, they have 10 days to trade him or put him on, like, outright waivers. Um, no one's going to pick up that contract. That, so that's not happening. Okay. And I think, I could be wrong on this, I believe his veteran status allows him to, like, basically say no to being sent to the minors for the— I, 
it's Probably. coming to an end. I think it's going to end with so his you, release after 10 days, and then he'll be free to sign wherever, and whichever team signed him, it would be, you know, for the minimum, and the Yankees owe him whatever. The, it's $27 million and change through the end of 2025. So he will not be taking another swing in a Yankee uniform. I I, I think hell might have to freeze yeah. over in order for that to happen. And Yankee yeah. fans were happy about this, you think? I would say the far majority, I think the only thing that angered Yankee fans probably is that it took so long to get to this point. What's interesting to me is that ultimately what ended it for him was this acquisition of Greg Allen from the Red Sox. So the Yankees finally decided, like, okay, we're, we want to— we are not going to continue to carry Aaron Hicks's dead weight at the expense of some bit outfielders. Greg Allen, Jake Bowers, Willie Calhoun. So they decided all those guys who are sort of, you know, 4A slash bench slash role players, that had more value to them than keeping Hicks around and continuing to essentially run him out there just because he makes a decent amount of money. And what do you think Yankee fans' overall picture of Aaron Hicks's? uh when looking back at his like the full, yeah. the the big picture, the he's step not, back because he's not a douchey guy. He seemed like a very nice guy. Yeah, I no, definitely not douchey. Yeah. I, I like think... Josh Donaldson, we'd say kind of a douchey, <laughs> right? He also hasn't been here as long. Yeah, um, I would say this about Hicks: it he definitely complained publicly and privately as things went south, and you know his playing time was cut into, and but he just he wasn't performing. So if I look at the big picture, it started with promise health and availability was always the issue and the Yankees decided to pay him after he had, you know, a pretty decent year on the upside and the potential of what he could be coming into his prime and it backfired. I remember they extended him and they extended Luis Severino. Now Severino has been more successful than Hicks was, but they both missed a ton of time. So those contracts, when you look at them individually have not worked out the way the Yankees wanted but in baseball, it's and because of the Yankees and their payroll ability, it's sort of like, and this is not like a salary cap situation. Oh my God, Aaron Hicks can't can't fit anyone else under the cap because he's here. But it didn't it didn't work out. He got I, hurt a ton, and then it, once he came back and you know was playing regularly, I think I saw over the last I don't know two plus seasons he hit like two hundred with awful power numbers, and then he became a poor, not poor, but a not as good a defensive outfielder as he once was. I like that he got one last sweet swing and home run in. Right, that, that was, was the cool. other thing. He comes off a game where I think he had three, was it three hits? He had the home run. His arm and left also saved a run in a ball game. Uh, the game, what was it, uh, Thursday night, I think, where Ryan Weber came in in the seventh with the bases loaded. I think, uh, was that a Cortez game? And he got out of the inning. It was like three hard-hit balls. Hicks caught one, and his arm stopped the runner from scoring from third. And then Harrison Bader ran down a couple as well. So the, the timing of it was interesting. Yeah. After all this, all the discussion we've had for how long about why is he still on this team, why is he still on this team, all of a sudden he played a couple decent games. Right, but now that probably gives him a little bit of hope. I still maybe. got it. Well, that's what Boone was I giving you. Got I, he's got to answer the questions and say something. He's like, yeah, oh, maybe a change of the old, a little change of scenery. Absolutely. Apparently Hicks, well, you know, when they got into the clubhouse on, I guess it was Saturday. I think it was Saturday. The, you know, hit wet eyes, clearly was upset and emotional. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So don't want to kick a guy when he's down. No. But you know what? He got paid handsomely and will continue to get those signed checks. Absolutely. From Hal Steinbrenner. That's got to be sweet. Yeah. And he can go play home, elsewhere. Collecting checks. Or he can go play. Or go play. And whoever Still collect checks. signs him to the minimum, you know, they, that off the Yankees would deduct that. But are you talking about, what, a few hundred 
less than a million bucks. Man, what if he comes back to haunt the Yankees in the I playoffs? Don't, I don't foresee that. Oh, baby. I don't see that happening. Hicks in the Bronx off of Garrett Cole in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, first <laughs> oh inning. My. Well, now he wouldn't be batting in the first inning. Upper deck. <laughs> Upper deck shot. So we can close the book on that All right. situation Closed. that era. Aaron Hicks. We hardly knew ye. Good riddance. Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Oh, let's take a quick break here, CeeLo, because when we come back, I want to do a little bit of basketball. A little bit of football. Don't uh, don't leave. We need to get to the golf. And a little bit of golf. Let's Normally do that. Normally, we wouldn't say that. This morning, we need to get to the golf. Oh, let's do this. Quick basketball, uh, golf, quick football. Okay. And then Boomer and Geo right at 6 o'clock. They'll be right here live. Yeah. Come on, CeeLo. It's New Music Monday. What we got here? This is a get new from the Gaslight Anthem. Okay. Jersey band. Yeah. Very popular, though. The dude, one of the dudes in Gaslight Anthems opening a barbershop in my town. Really? Yeah. Like he's the owner. He's not actually going to cut hair. He might be a, a barber as well. Really? Yep. If I had hair, I'd go there. But I don't. So huh. it'd be silly for me to walk in. Can't really help me. Come on. Like, I always wonder that. Like, how profitable can those business? I guess they are. I mean... I don't know how any businesses are profitable. People to be honest need haircuts. With you. you know what I know is profitable? Uh, going to out to dinner costs an arm and a leg. Oh so my that, god! That yeah. is, they're definitely making a profit. My when wife you charge and I, forty dollars for salmon, and it's like seven dollars in the store to to purchase. We ordered uh, like a quick takeout slash delivery from uh, Tommy's Tavern and Tap by us in Freehold. Tommy's the other night. Tavern, one sure. of those nights we just didn't feel like cooking. Yeah. Wife was you know craving craving something, so we got uh, one appetizer. And one flatbread pizza, and it was almost 50 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's silly. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? It's here? really getting silly. <laughs> but if you don't, like, I don't do anything else, so I have to go out to yeah, dinner. Yeah, I know, I understand. On the weekends, because yeah. I don't do any, like, The I list don't... of social engagements yes. that you will partake in is a short one. Oh, it's a very short one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick note here from uh, basketball, Sila. I saw that uh, LeBron James bloodied a referee. Now. <laughs> When I first saw that highlight, I was like, what is Ooh, going on juicy. with LeBron James? Right. Juicy. Did he punch a referee in the face? <laughs> did he give him an aggressive elbow? Mm-hmm. He did not. No. He bumped into a referee when uh, there was like a fast break situation yeah. going on. And there was an older fellow referee. Yeah. What's Do you have the name there? I do Scott have the name. Foster? Uh, Scott Foster. Yeah. Which uh, he's like a lightning rod NBA lead official. Meaning what? He's just one of these guys that's been around forever. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not qualified enough to speak on it. I just know there have been like some interesting. Um, how do I put this? Like stats and trends connected with. Like, oh, is that right? They, I think there's. He has a reputation of like. You know, if you need to bring in a ref to like swing a series for a team, really not not like a throwing a game situation or him mm, being involved. Like, that's not what a, it sounds like. Well, just I I don't know. You know what? Like I said, I'm not qualified enough to speak on it, but it is funny. He got that. This was game three, right? Was this, yeah. And and the feeling was, even though the Nuggets won, from a lot of people I know that were you know had money on the game or were following closely that. It seemed like the officials did everything they could to try and keep the Lakers in that game. So even after inadvertently he gets bloodied by LeBron, yeah, you know, it didn't quite work though. He yeah, got but I, both I did, series three zero. I did see it was very nice. I saw LeBron go over to him, and I think LeBron wanted a timeout to help the ref. Yeah, a thirty second timeout, and the ref wanted no part of uh, being a timeout. Good, and he's like, oh. 
we do it for the players. Yeah. Take a, he's like, I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Gauze up that blood and let's go. Yeah, this guy w- was super manly. Yeah, the this uh, Scott Foster. Yeah, he's got he's got some of them do have a lot of personality and they like to mix it up a little bit. So, yeah, you know. he's all bloodied. Yeah, they're just yeah. they're dipping gauze in his mouth trying to soak up the hey. blood, and he want he stayed right in the game. Let's go. Bring it, LeBron. And they now face elimination tonight. At they home. sure do. And both games are both series are correct. Three zero, right? Yes, that's what I mean. It's like. So the Nuggets are up 3-0 yeah. and the Heat are up 3-0. Correct. So we're going to get a Heat-Nuggets final. It sure looks that way. And the Heat would be the second eight seed to ever reach the NBA Finals joining the Knicks. Let me ask you this then, CeeLo. Which team is more likely to go on a four-game run? Celtics or Lakers? Ugh. If you had a pick. Uh, you have to I pick or you can't leave. Cena. Yeah, I would say if I had to pick, I would yeah. go Lakers. Because Scott I mean, Foster would help them win? I don't know. Just <laughs> You got LeBron there. Right. You know, the track record, even though it looks like they're dead in the water. If you, I mean, if you, the Celtics, I mean, that game last night was an abomination. They were down 30. Would people have interest in a Heat and Nuggets series? Nationally? Nationally. Uh, I don't think much, no. no. And okay. I think even if we get two sweeps, I think the finals are locked in for yeah, Thursday see, I, the first. I don't I'm June. sure there's a reason and and I, again I'm not qualified to speak on it but to me you get what you ask for when you lock when you when you're if you're going to be that rigid about it I don't want to hear any complaints Meaning then what? about like why does it have to be an exact start date? I'm sure it's for TV purposes but like you're going to get two sweeps it's a night well even if you don't but let's say you get two sweeps it's a nightmare for the NBA as as long as how long they're going to wait. How long would that be? You just said so you got you have a one series potentially ending to you said June first, Eddie. All right, I guess it's not that much of a nightmare. I would have thought maybe that's next week. Yeah, ten days. But like you have one series that could end tonight, and then let me see. If, right, it's uh, only Monday. It'd be a it'd be a full week at least. Let me see if uh, we got gonna... Memorial Day weekend coming up. By the way, right, we're I, was be... ta- I was talking with some of them last night. They were like, "Oh, that's that's the, no no basketball Memorial Day weekend." I'm like, "That's eh, maybe not the worst thing." Yeah. Enjoy the fun and right. sun. Who wants to sit at home on a holiday weekend if the weather's nice and watch basketball? Yeah, we're going mean, to be basketball at, fans, I guess. We're going to be at uh, DJ's down the right. Jersey Shore. So you could, in theory, if they're both sweeps, it'd be wrapped up by tomorrow night. Okay. So you got then you'd have eight days before you just you lose some of the yeah you lose a little momentum. momentum. I guess yeah, disaster strong. Look at me contradicting nine, myself nine days, in no. real time. Nine days, nine. whatever it is. Eight yeah, days, 31, nine days. Yeah, 31 in May. Right. Anything more than three days feels like a long time. Right. And I, and I don't know if the NHL will bump up their They're start time still of the playing, finals Eddie. or not. Yes, they are. Like, because those are both 2-0. And the, yes, but at least all of those games have gone to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> that one game, that one series, they went four overtimes, then another, the next game, one overtime, right? Right. No, that's what I mean. They've all, that's crazy. they're what, four games in, two in each series, and they've all gone to overtime. Yeah, and when I was looking at it, you know, months ago, I think both of the <laughs> months ago, like the the both series of the finals, if they end on Game Sevens, would be on Father's Day. All oh, Father's for NBA hockey. and NHL, unless the NHL bumps up there. Really, and as I, it's scheduled, you'd have Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final and the NBA Finals on the same day, and it's Father's Day, which is also the final round of the U.S. Open. Correct. This Ooh. is again. This is my early. I Your early be, read on I, it, which Eddie's be been wrong. forecasting for months. You know who would have no interest in uh, the NHL or NBA on Father's Al Day? Al Dukes. My father. <laughs> <laughs> Zero but interest. I don't know if the NHL will bump up. I don't know what their I, uh, relation with the yeah. TV partners right. is. 
Right. Your father. And no I'd assume the U.S. Open also. On yeah, the, no. The My father's not, not a sports guy. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Now, there was golf this weekend, and I uh, I wrote down one there note. There was golf. There was golf. You wrote I, down one note. Well, I have one note that says uh, Brooks Kepka won. That's the note. Well, the note was that he was uh, the first live golfer to take a major. Very okay. interesting. Is now, it, though? I it see. Is. I don't. It's all interesting. Right. It's I interesting guess. to an outsider because you guys all hate the live golfers okay. now, so it's funny to see him come all take right. one of so your championships. I'll pose, it to, yeah, I'll pose it to you. What makes it interesting? That well, you just, that the you PGA just mentioned? doesn't like these guys winning now. Because they live golfers, they we look at these golfers as if they're Saudi uh, terrorists. That's a little strong. Yeah, it is, but it's strong, strong, very strong. But I think that's maybe how some of the more outspoken it. ones. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, one I mean, guy just won. If you watched won. the coverage yesterday, I don't think you would have gotten the feel for that. I heard Jim Nance always take shots at the live golfers. That's what I hear. That's what little here's one thing I me. noticed yesterday. What's that? The, and when CBS came on the air and they did their, you know, canned dramatic. Nan's voice piece. <laughs> yeah. And they basically showed, you know, the history of the PGA championship and all these different winners. Phil Mickelson at Kiowa a couple of years ago when he won when he was fifty before he went mm-hmm. to live. Not not in the not face. in the middle. No, exactly. That's what I montage. mean. They're being very petty. And Phil was after his rent. He finished early with Justin Thomas and he was all kinds of veiled stuff with the media. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. But I mean, but that's he's so he it's... continues to feed into all of that. Okay. You know, I don't think that's the like you saw Rory McIlroy has been as outspoken as anybody uh, when it comes to the PGA and, and live up until a couple weeks ago. And they had footage of him bro hugging it out with Brooks in the parking lot. That's his buddy. He won. Gave him his gave him his, his props. So, you know, I think from a business standpoint, it's interesting, maybe a little bit. And there's maybe some I don't even want to say bad blood, but just sort of like. There's one side and there's the other side. Right. But at some point, it's all going to come back together. I hope so. It will. I also saw you tell me someone hit a hole in one, and then I saw the hit video. a hole in one, yeah. All right, so Brooks wins third PGA championship, third major in the state of New York, fifth career major, live, all that stuff, taking nothing away from him. 46-year-old Michael Block from California stole the show. Michael Block? Block. Like Correct. Blockhead? Correct. Okay. Yes. With the hole in one. Not just the hole in one, the whole week, his being there, his making the cut, his being starting yesterday, basically tied for 10th, his playing with Rory McIlroy yesterday in a pairing where when they informed him on Saturday, he basically almost, you know, got choked up. He didn't believe it. Like, he's a guy's living a dream. 46 years old, PGA professional, so he's like a head of, you know, club pro at this, I don't know if it's a country club, a golf club in Mission Viejo, California. Now... I will say this is not like his first rodeo with this. In fact, I think he's made like something like 25 starts on the PGA Tour. But he's not a member of the PGA Tour. He's one of these guys that like has to qualify to get in. What's cool about the PGA Championship is they let a lot of these club pros a certain amount play every year. Usually, hey, they're there. It's a token thing. They miss the cut and they go on their merry way. This guy played his rear end off. So he makes the cut Friday. And they tell him in the press conference, like, hey, you just beat John Rahm by six shots. And he, like, got emotional. Saturday, he plays with Justin Rose, who he loves. Sunday, he gets paired with Rory. He got the loudest ovation on the first tee when they inch all the pl- every final pairing of Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka with a major on the line did not come close. Like, Rochester totally embraced this guy. He goes out with Rory. He was playing, like, around even par. He gets to the 15th hole, 150 yards, 151 yards into the wind. On the fly. 
right in the cup. No roll. Place explodes. He has no idea the ball's in the hole. Rory comes over, gives him a hug, and he was like in complete disbelief, right? So that was insane. Then on the 17th and the 18th holes, he needs to par both in order to finish tied in the top 15. And if you do that, you automatically get into next year's PGA Championship. And he had to scramble to make par on both the 17th and the 18th holes. Clutch putts, place going berserk. You know, afterwards, he's again, he's emotional. His wife's there. And then the the, the big moment, Amanda Renner is her name, Amanda Balionis, who's now Renner Marriage on CBS, is interviewing him one-on-one. And they basically live on the air present him with this video that comes from his club back in California, like live reaction from all the people watching when he hits the hole in one. So that was really cool. And then she informs him that the video came from his son, who I guess was back home and had been sick. And then she's like, I've been texting with him. And he told me it's the greatest moment of his life. The guy breaks down on TV, starts crying. Like the whole thing was just like, you couldn't script it. It was like a, it was like a, honestly, it was like a bad Hollywood script. Yeah. Awesome story. we got a break. Okay. That guy should quit right now. And he gets invited. He's playing in the event this week, the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge. All right. So his dream continues. And Amy Lawrence has a sports minute. All right. Great. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I am out of time. Remind me to never talk golf with you ever again, by the way. Why is that? Because, I mean, it was, I told my story, and then that was it. You were just like, all right, we got to go to break. Yeah, we had to go to break. It was, uh, <laughs> you, you were talking about this uh, Block I'm trying fella. to lay it all out for you. Michael Block. Yeah. I did see John Rahm was very angry at the, them sticking the camera in his face when, yes. he's, when he's angry. He was angry about a bunch of things on Saturday in the rain. Didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was not having a good. He was like, he, every time I get mad. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.